Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And today I'm joined with Guile. Hey, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. Okay, we're going to be discussing Davos's second chapter in A Storm of Swords and all the usual trigger warnings for potential discussion of violence and rape. Uh, okay, so dive right in. Um, Davos is on the deck of Shyala's dance, and this ship is the one that rescued him off the spears of the Merlin King, which are these really treacherous rock formations in the Blackwater Bay. It kind of sounds very dramatic, like some of the spears uh, formation parts go like up, they say, even 100 feet. So um, they talk about how, you know, he was saying at one point, it's... Um, seems like the gods willed it because many ships can't even get close to this because as high as it is, there's supposed to be rocks that are just as treacherous that deep, you know? So it's, it's not something ships can easily like, or, you know, make a point of passing right next to. So he's lucky he got, you know, rescued. Um, He can see wisps of smoke in the distance marking where Dragonstone is. And, you know, his first thought is what, you know, who's she burning now? Um, He's furious, and this is kind of his thought is like, you know, I'll read this a little bit. I got a few parts here, that, but um, she would be waiting on Dragonstone as well, waiting in all her beauty and all her power with her god and her shadows and his king. The Red Priestess had always seemed loyal to Stannis until now. She has broken him as a man breaks a horse. She would ride him to power if she could, and for that she gave my sons to the fire. I will cut the living heart from her breast and see how it burns. He touched the hilt of the fine long Lysine dirk that the captain had given him. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's on a is mission. she to blame for the Blackwater? <laughs> no, like, you know, I, I feel like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to be like the biggest Melisandre defender, but I mean, it's not her fault that they lost at the Blackwater. <laughs> it's basically, you know, if we remember those chapters in Clash, it's kind. A lot of it is that they gave um, the positions of leadership to people that had no idea what they were doing. And then Tyrion was like really clever. Yeah. Cause at some point, I mean, I don't know if there was any other plan. I mean, at some point they were going to have to go to battle. And if this was the most reasonable plan, then, then yeah, I could see how could you definitely, you know, and, I mean, it's a matter of time. Pointing on her, but. <laughs> and they still might have won if the, you know, if Littlefinger hadn't negotiated bringing the Tyrells in. So, I mean, uh, yeah. like, I get he, you know, I get he's, like, really distraught over losing his sons and everything. But, I mean, I don't, you know, again, like, and, you know, in general, burning people isn't good. <laughs> but, I mean, again, I it kind of really seems think- like the final straw for him like he's looking for something and she's yeah. the biggest and she he can yeah. just lay it all at her feet kind of yeah because right. he yeah because yeah. I mean, he's basically letting status off in his mind throughout this whole thing he's kind of you never really hear him bring oh, status it's just her mind. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean this, i mean okay i'm gonna it kind of reminds me of the british press with harry and megan like what the hell? Why are you blaming Megan slash Melisandre for everything? Like Harry Stannis had nothing to do with any of this. I think they did. 
sorry, Meghan Markle. You we are watched the documentary. <laughs> yeah, we wa- it was really good. We liked it. We all yeah. watched it. So we can't wait for the next uh, next three. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, Davos was weak from his ordeal, and he's he's got a coughing sickness. He sounds pretty bad. Like he, it's like everybody thinks he looks weak. Like the captain, um, his name's Karain Safmonte. Is I pronouncing it? I don't know. Um, he's a Lyseni. Um, he spent many years trading in the Seven Kingdoms, and you know, even he's like, you know, you need to rest. He's like, you know, giving him. He stand, I mean, I'm sorry. Davos says it doesn't sit well with his stomach, but he's giving him the same meals he would eat. He's letting him sleep in his cabin. Um, they're, they're taking care of him. And, um, you know, he finds out the bad news, unfortunately. Like, he tells him, you know, how the battle ended and um, about the fickle bannermen, banded them by the hundreds. And there's these kind of, it's just the imagery. It sounds really cool. These tales of King's Ren, uh, King Renly's shade, as they call it, I guess, ghost fighting. And its, it's armor was glowing in the light of the wildfire. And, uh, you know, the... The, uh, basically, the only people, uh, the few that stayed, were the the majority of them were the queen, the queen's kin. He says, and um, they stayed faithful. Um, and they're coming up on the harbor, and he sees, um, you know, he points out that he sees uh, Salvador San's flagship, the Valyrian, and in vain he's looking for like yeah. <laughs> he knows what happens. Yeah, he's looking for the was a Lady Maria and the Wraith and his sons who are on would be on them if they were still around um so the captain tells him that you know he's calling uh salador that his prince wishes to see him um davos insisted insists sorry that he must see stannis first and here's when he gets the first like you know get the ink you get this idea that like this is not going to be so easy because Stannis is basically become like a recluse and just hanging out with uh, Melisandre. But he replies, no one goes to the king. He said, Salador San will tell you him first. Um, so uh, Salador wasn't on his ship, but they actually had to take him up to a little bit further to the Pantoshi Cog named the Bountiful Harvest. And he's counting cargo. Um, yeah, he's shocked when he sees Davos and says, you know, I'm seeing a ghost. Um, Davos fills him in. <laughs> it's like, you know, same thing. He's like, you look like shit. He's coughing. He's telling him the rest. He's like, oh, this, oh, this is kind of like common theme here. People are telling him you need to chill. You can't like. Well, and also like, are the Lysini pirates like the sweetest little sweethearts ever? <laughs> like, there's a thing about like where where um Salador's like, I feel your heart thumpity thumping. <laughs> oh, adorable. I know this is it, it, that is like it's different, but it's kind of cool. You know, it's not the traditional pirate you think. <laughs> so sweet. I feel so like nice. They're just the nicest. <laughs> I don't know. So he shows him. Salador's got this parchment with the king's seal from the hand, who is now the hand is now um it's Alistair Florent is the hand of the king. And he's like, Yeah, I'm basically he's you know, Lord of the Blackwater Bay, they call him now, and he essentially taxes or inspects kind of he's hinting at the for you know, what they call customs uh, for ships crossing the bay. Um at one point, he does notice Davos's missing finger bag. And I forgot, does he ever get it back? He said he lost his luck in the river. But does does he, he doesn't, does he get it back no, or not? He ever gets it back. Oh, yeah. I forgot he lost it. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, they're just gone for good. Um, 
and so he asks, you know, Salvador again, did any of the ships escape? And he said at first, like, the Lord Stefan, the Ragged Jenna, Swift Sword, Laughing Lord, they got kind of cool names, too. And uh, some of the others are upstream, but what they had to end up doing is basically the crew sank them because they knew they were going to get into the Lannister hands and they didn't want that to happen. So, you know, he asks him again about the Lady Maria and the Wraith. You know, he's, he wants, he wants somebody he needs to know. And he said, no, of them, this is, I'll read this whole part of them. No, I'm sorry, my friend, they were good men. You're Dale and Allard, but this comfort I can give you, your young Devon was among those we took off at the end. The brave boy never once left the King's side or so they say. Um, you know, Salador suggests that he can give one of his ships, you know, he's like, look, go see your wife, your two youngest children. Um, but Davos is like, no, you know, I, I'm going to stay, you know, Stannis is going to give me a ship. And he's like, oh, he doesn't have any ships to give you. But again, Davos thanks him for his offer. But he's like, my, my duty is to Stannis. Um, this is kind of like this, this slow as the conversation goes, this eye opening for Davos that like things have changed. You know, it's not. Uh, so did, have, do we have a sense of how long? Because it wasn't clear, like how long, how much time had passed. I mean, you figure some time just because like <laughs> all of the time, probably that Tyrion was like ill because, you know, he obviously lost weight and got sick. Yeah. So it must have been a bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean, just. It's kind of interesting when I think of, you know, we we just finished talking about Danny and Bran's first chapters and like, you know, Danny has a choice of going to Pentos or going to Slaver's Bay and Bran has a choice, you know, Bran has a cho- has a bunch of choices. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they all make their choices and here we have, you know, Davos with the same thing where, you know, Salador is basically like, let's go pirating and like the Summer Isles and like, you know, old times, like <laughs> see your wife and your family and you know, his other choice is, you know, kill Melisandre. Davos <laughs> is very much, you know, very much makes his choice as well, you know. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Uh, Davos is disturbed when he learns that Stannis will see no one but Melisandre. And he states that he's going to cut out her heart with the blade that Corrine gave him. Um, Salador is like, okay, I think your fever is causing you to act rashly, and he's trying to convince him again. You got to take your restore your health first. Um, Davos keeps pushing, and um, he tells him like he goes into this like this little bit here. He said she killed Crescent and Lord Renly and a brave man named Courtney Penrose, and she killed my son as well. Now it is time to kill her. And someone said Salador's son. Yes, just so someone, but not you. You're weak as a child and no warrior. Stay, I beg you. We will talk more and you will eat. And perhaps we will sail to Bravos and hire a faceless man to do this thing. Yes, but you, no, you must sit and eat. And Davos is thinking, you know, this part again, reading, he's making this much harder, thought Davos wearily, and it was perishingly hard to begin with. I have vengeance in my belly, Sala. It leaves no room for food. Let me go now for our friendship. Wish me luck and let me go. Salador's son pushed himself to his feet. You are no true friend, I am thinking. When you are dead, who will be bringing me your ashes and bones back to lady wife uh, will we bring your ashes and bones back to your lady wife and telling her that she has lost a husband and four sons only sad old Salador son but so be it brave sir knight go rushing to your grave I will gather your bones in a sack and give them to the sons you leave behind to wear in little bags around their necks he waved his hands with rings on every finger go 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 Davos did not want to leave like this Sala go or stay better if you are go going go and he went 
So yeah, it's like uh, it's like I felt like he's trying, like he's really trying to get well, him. He's such a good friend. Like that's like the thing. Like he's genuinely like a really good friend to Davos. Like he's not like disagreeing with him, which you know he could, but he's just basically like, dude, you know, like get some food, get some sleep, get some food. And, you know, maybe clear your brain before you go do something stupid and get yourself killed. Like, he's such a good friend. And he's, yeah, right. You get that he genuinely cares and he feels bad about his losses. But he's, you know, trying to reunite him with his family for, you know, for a little bit of time. And, yeah, it's... Ugh. Well, and I feel like he thinks that if Davos just, like, literally thinks about this for more than five minutes, he'll realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, like... I can't just run up to her and stab her. Like, gonna, right. I mean, you know, even in best, ki- it would be highly unlikely, even in best condition. Cause right. you know, he even thinks that too. Like he thought what he saw what happened to them. And you know, yeah. Hey, the Crescent, whoever tried to kill her. Yeah. Like you've seen what, what, what happened to those guys. And yet right. you still, <laughs> this is what you're set on. And he, you know, even like saying, hey, let's go hire a faceless man. Like, that's actually like, okay, you know, that's probably right, yeah. more money than they want to spend. But that is a, but a great idea. Thought. Yeah. Right. Like, great idea. <laughs> right. And he tells it because I think during the talk, they're also like, you know, most people believe that something's going on, that she's doing something to sort of control status and status, or even just that status is under her thrall, you know, kind of thing. Like, and, and you know, yeah. obsessed with her, you know. And, People know he's like, yeah, people know, but they're nobody's saying it because they don't want to get killed. Fair enough, right? (laughs) People ain't dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So uh Davos walks from the bountiful harvest to the gates of Dragonstone, like he's taking rest as he goes. At first they wouldn't let him in. You know, there's this whole thing he's going through. They don't you know, they for all they know the onion knight is dead. And these guys are all, you know, you you get the sense he's listing is his, is this person here? Is that person? No, no, I don't, I don't know who that is or, or they're dead. So it took, takes him a while. And finally they let him in and they escort him down to Aegon's garden. Um, we get this like cute little scene with Patchface and Princess Shereen come bounding in to greet him and kind of, you know, eerie bits with Patchface singing and like a boy with black hair and blue eyes is running through the hedges and runs into them because he was, he said, Oh yeah, I was playing with my little cousin. She enjoys this game. And, um, when Davos, you know, says who he is, he responds that, you know, cause here's the sir. And his name is like, you don't look very lit nightly. Um, <laughs> and he announces that he's Edric Storm, Robert's son. And that's when he's like, Oh, you know, Davos is thinking, Oh yeah, I could tell now. I could tell it's Robert's kid. And, they banter, um, and Edric asks if he ever spoke with his father. Um, Davos is like, no, I saw him from afar. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with the other kids that he had, vi- you know, it sounds like he'd visited him. It sounds like he visited him as much as he could, said once a year, to f- and taught him how to fight and sent him a warhammer, you know. I guess given the situation, he doesn't sound like he was terrible to him um, yeah. at all, you know, so it's like, he could have just not done any of that. So, yeah, it's like, okay. Um, and he also, you know, I thought that was kind of cool that he was, like, thinking about the, you know, he asked him about his fingers. He's like, okay, well, my uncle, you know, my uncle's wrong for doing that. And he says, you know, he tells him that, okay, Robert would never have done that. And Devis is like, well, you know, doesn't really argue with him on that. But he thinks to himself that, you know, Edric reminds him of Robert and 
love Renly and that the thought makes him anxious, I guess, fearful for him. Um, <clears throat> suddenly, um, Sir Axel Florent, who's the, been the Calliston of a uh, Dragonstone, arrives. And he's got a dozen guards with him. And Davos thinks, like, wow, okay, in the past he's always treated me with courtesy, but there was neither courtesy nor warmth in his voice this time. And he says, Sir Davos and I'm drowned. How can that be? Onions float, sir, he responds. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a great and, line. I know. <laughs> awesome. Have you come to take me to the king? I have come to take you to the dungeon. Sir Axel waves his men forward, sees him, and take his dirk. He means to use it on our lady. And that was the end of the chapter. But yeah, was, that was great. <laughs> so I've got a couple of questions for this chapter for you, for you all. How big are the Florence ears that everyone are like, oh, he's a Florent. He's got the Florent ears. Like, I mean, they have to be abnormal. <laughs> and, and they probably have like a similar shape as well. You just yeah. like, like that's just not the another person with big ears. That's specifically a Florent. Right? Like they're all like, oh, that's a Florent. Um, so yeah, it's just like, geez, that poor family with their ear. And then there's this rhyme that Patch Face says. Oh, yeah. It says, "Fool's blood, king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh, but chains for the guests and chains for the bridegroom." I, I, I. Is that the red wedding? Do you think? Oh. Like the fool and the king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh. Oh, I guess that's just like the betting ceremony, right? And then yeah. chains. Yeah, I mean, I got. I was think. I was trying to think if it was like Joffrey about Joffrey or about the red wedding, but on reread, yeah. I think yeah, it's like the red wedding, right? Yeah, he's. It seems like everything he's. That's what I've always assumed that anything he says is probably like a suggestion at some kind of like you know something that either happened or foreshadow of something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I was kind of like, at first, I was like, well. So, do we think basically just word of mouth? Like, who ratted him out that he wanted? They just or does she know? Does she, she just knows. know that he? Okay, she knows. She just knows. So, <laughs> okay. uh, what we de- what we discovered have has Davos one been released yet? The episode we did on that a few weeks back. If it I, hasn't, I think it's yeah, coming it out. has. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so, what we discovered is that my copy, like my version of um, Storm, this. We're on Davos 2 today. This is my Davos 1. My Davos 2, he's already in jail. Um, Yeah, it's it's so weird. And, like, my sequencing is also different, like, my chapter sequencing. And so, like, I was just reading a little bit ahead in 2, like, just to make sure. Um, And, yeah, like, she just knows. Okay. Basically. Yeah, because I was like, who did that? Well, and you know, in in the her single POV chapter, there's that part where she knows that Davos is true to Stannis and that's why she won't let Devin go to Winterfell with him is she wants to keep him safe so that like Davos doesn't lose another son oh, so, like okay. she has some insight into like the hearts of men or what or whatnot if you will oh. and I mean yeah because I mean otherwise it's like again I think it's a bit irrational for Davos to like blame her for the Blackwater so I don't know that it's like, oh, the Onion Knight, oh yeah, he's clearly going to blame Melisant. Like, no, why would he do that? So it must just be that, yeah, she knew. And hopefully she also, you know, would have seen that, oh, he's not in such good shape anyway, so. I mean, that's (laughs) interesting. You know what? Actually, that is a really interesting thought because clearly he's not going to be able to kill her. So she could have just let it play out. 
but oh, right. yeah. doing it here, she honestly kind of spares him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, on, you know, maybe that is on purpose. That right. He knows his value. Oh, yeah, because if she had made, if he had made the attempt, I don't think there would have been any coming back from that. Right, right. So by, yeah, so she kind of, you know, spares him from himself here, interestingly enough. Yeah, it's really, you know, like doing rereads and whatnot. Like, yeah, she's burning people, but it's really kind of hard to like really hate her. I mean, I know that we should, but... but yeah, she's burning people. <laughs> she's, she's burning people, but, you know, I mean, she genuinely believes that Stannis is, like, the prince that was promised that's going to save humanity from the others. You know, like, yeah. Uh, you know, she she drinks her own Kool-Aid, so I guess that makes her slightly less evil in my mind. And also, like, she's, she's, a, she's um, a secret fan of Davos. <laughs> I mean, it's like Just I don't know how walk, else. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's genuinely kind of. Yeah, know, I mean, it's somewhat less worse than a hypocrite. Yeah, so it's like she's yeah, I mean, not. She's definitely <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah, at all. yeah. Like, you know, she yeah, definitely not, definitely not that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it's so funny. Like some of these chapters, it's like these secondary characters, like Mira is the best. Salad or San obviously is like the freaking yeah. best here. Like you know yeah, these, yeah. you know like great guy and i think like at eventually doesn't he get like a little po'd at davos and was like oh dude like <laughs> no more <laughs> like no one's paying me for anything anymore you know basically and he's still he nothing happens to him does it that we know of? no i think basically he is still okay i think he's still like in the narrow sea and shit but i think he Good. kind of backed away from stannis because he wasn't getting paid ever Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, fair, That's good for him, though. You know, gets him. Oh, great for him. Yeah. Yeah. Get I mean, it's trouble. You know. You know, it's it's interesting. Like, you know, you expect you know some of these crews, like people have to get to Westeros here. So, like, some of these like sailing crews are gonna like be fairly important at some point. Like, who's gonna be rolling in with Salador in the West? Oh, yeah, that'll be cool to see. Yeah, like who fun. I mean, I kind of feel like probably Tyrion, just because I think George would want to write those characters together, maybe. Right. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Oh, did you guys see that thing? Which is a good segue for the end of the because wrapping up the chapter. Did did anybody talk? I don't know if I'm seeing this late, if that was talked about before, the that George is supposedly 400 to 500 words from being done, the wins. Oh, not words. Oh, is that what <laughs> Words would be amazing. Was it words? Really wait, wait a minute. I, I've, I've heard it. Was it 500 chapters? Pages. 500 pages. Oh, pages that, sorry. Ma- that makes sense. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. I haven't seen that. Oh, that is... Yeah, I think that came out this week. And I mean, it'd actually be good to know if he was. If it would have been That's... better if it was Dream. Oh, yeah, Dream is a lot. Is everybody saying, "Oh, because it's the bulk of the book," because he writes these big books? But yeah, that's a lot. Well, I think <laughs> what I read was that you know he's probably referring to manuscript pages, which are bigger, bigger, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. pages because obviously uh-huh. they have to have room for like editors' notes and whatnot. I assume. So that 500 manuscript pages are significant, you know, is like a bigger number than the actual published pages. Right so, about that. Or no, sorry, it'd be a smaller number. You know, like 500 manuscript pages might mean like, oh no, it's a bigger number. Damn it. Okay, you're right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, why? That's never. We do this. It's I mean, he's lie. writing. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, so my. there was a. 
there was a question I saw on Reddit that was basically like, if you could read through one POV in wins, who would you pick? And it was interesting to see who people, a lot of Jamie, just because we oh, haven't, that's you a know, good question. gotten yep. any hints. Wow, that's um, a good question. People didn't want to say John because they, they were afraid that, um, you know, you wouldn't get a lot because you'd be in Ghost for part of it. Oh, and that's, and that's yeah. why I want to say John. Because <laughs> you want that. Because I want that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but really, probably, that's a tough question. <laughs> probably Arya or Brian. Yeah, who would we get the most info from? Maybe Jamie, right? Jamie would probably get you the a most lot of info. info. Probably, yeah. I would say Jamie or Sam, just because Sam. I feel... Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, in, in the amount that I think about these books still, which is not insignificant, I think about like how Sam is so connected to so many different people and plot lines, and it just would, you know, you can see like... Sam might be involved in, you know, and when Sam might be involved in like whatever the maesters have going on, but then also, you know, with Euron and the Tyrell brothers, but then also like Sam is buddy, buddy with the crew of the cinnamon wind who, you know, is going to be coming back from Marine at some point. Sam knows that Bran is still alive. Sam has met Arya. Sam was saved by Heil Hunt, who's with Jamie, who's with oh, Brienne. Yeah, Sam yeah, we would get be a, lot a of good really good POV <laughs> like, to read through. Go, you know, his plot line, at least in wins, could go anywhere. With but like, they'd only I mean, be like five Sam chapters. Yeah, I, I mean, I Sam assume wins, it's going to be yeah. more with the Tyrells and Euron, just because there's no one else there. But, um... I mean, he'd be really, I mean, obviously, duh, I'm picking Jamie, but like Sam, would be like, <laughs> you know, Sam would be like the runner up maybe just because I, you know, his storyline could be so connected to people exactly. and Arya too, just because I think she's going to, you know, you would think she'd come back to Westeros. Yeah. That, and that's why, that's why I think Arya would kind of be near the top of my list. Well, also, like, surely she has to make it back and she's my favorite. So, right. She's your favorite. <laughs> so. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh, After all these years, you have to, you know, maintain that loyalty. <laughs> oh, it's fun that we can at least, like, you know, kind of enjoy ourselves for a few minutes just imagining. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap this chapter up. And uh, you can reach us at close the door and come here. I'm sorry, close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr. I close the door and come here at Tumblr.com. Um Please submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie Brand subreddit or also through, you know, through all those other, you know, email and Tumblr. Uh, also Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Please like, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all the places you might listen. And support us on Patreon at Close the Door. I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>